0: Welcome to the latest edition of First Day Coppites podcast. This is episode 31 of season three. Uh, it's a podcast for Liverpool supporters in Delaware. and friends of those Liverpool supporters in Delaware. Thanks for listening on your preferred platform. Um, we're available, or well, I guess you, if you're listening, you'll know. But we're also available on YouTube if you are listening. Uh, joined today by Daz, uh, welcome back to Sean uh, after his St. Patrick's Day gallivanting. I don't know what he was doing on St. Patrick's Day. But anyway. <laughs> I I uh, wish. <laughs> This week, uh, we're going to muse on kind of international break and maybe some of the stories that have kind of broken uh, around uh, what's been going on with various teams. Uh, We're probably going to touch on finances. So maybe that's a uh, a kind of a a warning label. If you're not particularly interested in that, skip ahead. Um, And then we're going to look at the nine potential games in April. Um, So we're recording this uh, March uh, 28th. It's Uh, There's eight weeks left of the season. Um, Liverpool laboured at times last week to beat Nottingham Forest, but they beat them, they did. Diogo jota goal put us through, and now we're going to play Manchester City on Easter weekend and not because I'm religious am I mentioning that, just mentioning it to highlight the F- FA's inability to seemingly organize something as simple as a game at a, at a venue and a location where people can actually get to. Uh, I'm talking <laughs> about the, uh, the trains not actually functioning between the northwest of England, where L- Manchester City are also, and uh, and London. Um, yeah, well, we don't need to dwell on that. Enough people have written um, um, about uh, how... Well, it just, just doesn't make them look good, but the problem is they don't seem to care. Okay, um, we're in an, in an international break, uh, which we all, uh, I think, loathe um, for lots of reasons. Um, I, I thought what we do is um, touch on a few different topics. Maybe we'll talk about what football has been played during the international break, uh, and then we can talk about a uh, few other different things um, relating to kind of funding and the incredible performance of Manchester City's commercial department in the last year managing to raise their revenue during a pandemic when most other <laughs> teams who maybe fund themselves dif- differently, let's put it that way, um, have, have had a hard time maintaining their revenue levels. But let's start with the football. Um, one thing, one thing from... Um, this last week, uh, we're recording this today after the uh, U.S. beat Panama 5-1, um, on, and uh, uh, if you watched it here on uh, Fox Sports, um, I hope you had a better time with the commentary team than I did, but uh, sure, well, I'll start with you because you, you you went on last time. Uh, you, you could talk about them. I'd be quite happy to talk about Luis Diaz's goal or, uh, or the, the Senegal-Egypt matchup.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to lot to go at there. What do you What do you want me to uh, focus well, on?
0: I, I, you watched the U.S. game, and I I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I, I I was done by the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it, well, it wasn't much of a game. It was, uh, it was it was kind of over before it started. Um, I guess it was somewhat competitive for like, the first five minutes or so, and then the penalty. I, I know I messaged you guys the same thing. Like, it was a clear penalty. But, um, you know, the the defender literally grabs Zimmerman around the neck, like almost like he's trying to choke him. I, I don't think I've ever seen that before, trying to defend a corner. And then the ball hits him on the arm. And um, I can't, I don't know if he even got carded, but I was like, how is that not a yeah. red card? He didn't because he got carded. He, he grabbed someone around the neck yeah. <laughs> on a corner attempt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to at least be a yellow, I, I would think. But, you know, so – but um, you know, so they went ahead and then they scored two, uh, pretty quick around the 20th minute and it was just awful defending. Um, so I watched, I watched up until halftime and I watched kind of on and off in the second half because, you know, the game was basically over, but, um, yeah, I mean, the goal differential is big enough where as long as the USA doesn't lose by six goals to, uh, Costa Rica, uh, they'll be qualified for the world cup, which is, which is nice um After missing it last time, so, um, so, so I think there were some worries that that would happen again.
0: But so, so many different things. I do want to kind of check in with you about. You know, like, I, I think in the Premier League, by the way, if that had gone to VAR, I don't know if they'd have uh, sent the referee to the monitor. I don't know.
1: Just, so yeah, it,
0: it would have depended. Certainly not if it was Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> So, so um the the commentator was what it would have given the
2: defender the victoria cross <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: but i mean it was but it was just i mean i don't even know technically like what you call it i i just i don't think i've ever okay. seen that before uh-huh. if the defender grabbed him by the neck yeah. i was like what like like what are you you know what are you thinking but uh maybe he's gotten away with it before i don't know but just never seen that before in a corner
0: maybe the panama league's rough <laughs> I don't know what he plays. But uh, the, the other kind of thing, well, I was going to mention, did I see that they, they actually were carrying a banner around, saying qualified at the end of the game?
1: Yeah, I think they did. I mean, which, like, technically, you're right. Like, because we were messaging about this. Technically, they haven't quite yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think everybody's banking on the fact that they're not going to lose by six goals to Costa Rica. You
0: know, um, Costa Rica, that's on my dressing room wall.
1: It
2: is. Sean <laughs> yeah. O'Neill said this.
1: <laughs> well, and then even if they, even if somehow they did lose by six or seven goals to Costa Rica, um, then they'd be in the playoff, the fourth uh, place playoff against New Zealand.
0: So, you know, I think based on the odds, you can yeah. you can count them in. But going to say something, yeah. like Chris Wood. But so so I'll we'll talk about another Premier League player. The commentator, did I mishear him say that this was a Champions League performance from Pulisic who, <laughs> who, who scored two penalties, right? I, yeah, he did score a hat trick, but yeah. But but I, I didn't strike me that I, I thought, actually, I, I tell you who I thought I was impressed by. Uh, and, and now I'm going to portray the fact that I did watch some of this, even though I don't really like internationals. I thought Tyler Adams actually was pretty good. Um, yeah. He was quite impressive. I thought the of commentary that was just overblown. And I know it's Fox, but you just seemed. Well, I, I,
1: I'm not going to go back and watch it again, but, you know, it'd be, it w- would be an interesting one to go back and watch again, um, just, just from the standpoint of, like, what happened? Like, how you know, and, and my sense is just that Panama was just hor- horrendous defending. I mean, like, that's what it looked like to me. I, just watching the goals back, uh, it's like what, you know, it's like they don't have any idea what they're doing. I mean, Areola is like five foot eight and he managed to get right in the center of the box, wide open for a header for the second goal. I'm like, how does that happen? Okay. And then um the third goal, it was almost like they had been coached to give every USA attacking player five yards of space. Like they wouldn't get any closer than that. And I'm like, what are they doing? They're just giving everyone space. Um And then, You know, I get they wouldn't be able to get there anyway. But on the rebound, you'd think the defenders would at least try slide in or something. And they just they just didn't react at all. Uh, I was just like, what is this? The most pathetic defending I've seen from an international team. And like, because that game was very important to them too, because they still had a shot at getting fourth. Um, And it it was like they just gave up after penalty almost. You know, but
2: I I was watching it with someone that said, if I was Panama, I was the Panamanian president. I'd I'd close (laughs) down the canal immediately to all U.S. ships. Fuck you guys. You get no no one's getting through.
1: Yeah, and and I didn't watch the second half that closely, but you'd imagine we probably could have scored a lot more if we wanted to. Mm -hmm. We probably just killing the game out. But um, yeah, it was so it was kind of pleasant, pleasantly not a very close game for USA fans. Um. Yeah,
0: you don't have the extra and, and,
1: uh, I don't know where you want to go with all the other stuff that you you brought up. Well, I'm
0: going um, to go with Daz and he can, he can yeah. carry on talking about. I not think Stefan looked great, by the way, but that's that's you know we can we can we can um, park that. Uh, I, kind of what, what's caught your eye in terms of football over the last um, what eight days uh, since the international break took hold.
2: Well, I'll say one thing: I didn't think that. Costa Rica would be the Chris Rock to the U.S. as Will Smith, because they absolutely slapped them. I didn't see that happening. I thought it'd be a way tighter affair, and it ended up, like Sean was saying, it was a kind of over before it began. Um, I think. Look, I, I, the one thing about this this entire this entire international break that has made me weak at the knees was. Luis Diaz's goal, oh. like if you can start to recreate that for us, it was sumptuous. And the thing is like, he's done it before. Like if you watch his highlight reels, which I might have done, which I swear up and down I wouldn't, but I watched, um, he, it's not, he's no stranger to that exact same type of goal, cutting back in on his right foot and bending it into the far corner or into the side netting. Cause that, that had to be inch perfect. And, and it was, it was an incredible goal. Um, I think that the the, for the rest the rest of the internationals like kind of shook out like I kind of expected them to uh, and again I don't usually need to pay like, there's, there's no real juice in South America I guess there is for the, 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 the playoff spots at this point but Brazil and Argentina had cinched up first and second ages ago um, the, the, there was a little bit of juice and in, in the obviously there's two USA matches a huge amount and I it was I think I said to you, is like that's why Pulisic will always be Lance Corporal America to me is like you've got to be able to finish that chance five yards out, mm. like against Mexico. They had that they could have beaten and should have beaten Mexico at home. Like those those two chances that they missed were like it's still mind-boggling to me that as a professional, you're seven yards out and you hit a ball with your left foot and it almost it almost hits the corner flag. But um it does seem like the US is going to go through, which I'm, I'm very excited about. I, I, I think that it's it's important that the US has a has a decent World Cup, and I, I, I just in my heart of hearts, I, I, I it's just a feeling, and I, I think they will. Um, if Burholtz gets gets his act together and, and decides to pick an actual eleven that he wants to go with,
1: I don't think that's that going to happen. Yeah, <sighs> it's literally every single match. I've talked to other people about this, and they give me a hard time for criticizing them. I have never seen a manager that changes the starting eleven every single time the team's going out there for a World Cup qual- qual- like it's never the same eleven. I just,
2: you know, I get the rotation thing, but it's really weird. He's tinkering. It's tinkering. Yeah. It's uh, I think trying to find the right blend, and he has to like he doesn't have training ground to necessarily be able to do that. So he's using his get, which is a dangerous. It's a, it's a dangerous game to play using matches to to try and find your your, your best eleven. It used to drive me nuts when Rafa would do that. Yeah. Like. Yeah,
1: I, it, went, it it worked uh, last night um, because I looked at the lineup and I was like, Shaq Moore, you know Arioli. I mm-hmm. mean, looked at. I didn't. I I don't think I'd seen Ferreira play that much before, but he, he looked really good and everything worked out fine.
2: But um, yeah. but there was chemistry between yeah. some of those players because they played together in the club. So. I, I do agree with I do agree with that. It's it's t- sometimes it's t- it's tough to engineer the type of synergy that you need t- for to to have a team firing on all cylinders. With, if you have people from all over the countryside, so it was uh, I think you got it right yesterday. And like I said, I think that moving forward, uh, if we do make it to the World Cup, if Costa Rica don't somehow pull six goals out of this out of out of out of the veil, then I think that uh, I think this I think we'll do well in this World mm-hmm. Cup um and i'm kind of i'm kind of looking forward i'm kind of looking forward to it even though i know there's a whole bunch of issues around where it's being hosted and when it's being hosted and uh, I'll, I'll probably end up watching it
1: <laughs> if if realistic and and the other things giorena my god he he is such a talent if you could just stay healthy that one run that he had on, on um last game played was just unbelievable he beat like five players um he just gets hurt all the time. You know, if, if he and Pulisic can stay healthy and they, they'll they also need um, – oh, gosh, who's the uh, midfielder? It my mind. Played What's the, the McKinney? He, he, McKinney, yeah. McKinney. If, 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 I think those are the three key players for mm-hmm. for, the, for them to do really well. they got to have all three of those healthy and playing. Um, but if they do, then they're a really dynamic team, you know.
2: I was I was impressed with Zimmerman too, and, and the games that I've watched him in. Mean, like it's, he's a very good systems player, kind of a no nonsense, no no bullshit defender, and sometimes you need that. Mm-hmm. So I was he stuck to his task admirably. It was once or twice that he might have been caught out, but I, overall I was I was impressed with him.
0: So that's way more mileage than I thought we were going to get out of uh, uh, any of the international games, never mind all our time on the, the U.S. Um, well, it's, well, it's
1: fresh. And I, I did want to mention one thing, Daz, the, the inaugural uh, pig roast in Baltimore. You failed you fail to mention that. I know it, some of our friends were were jealous.
2: They said they wanted to go to a pig roast. So, Well, the pig was roasted. Beverages were consumed. Insults were hurled. Banter was had. <laughs> I've got one photograph. A friend of mine came, like he was playing freezing ass golf because it was cold here yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a photograph, and one of our buddies pulled his golf glove out of his back pocket and slapped him across the face with it as I took the photograph. And bear in mind, this guy's about six foot 75 and he weighs about 7,000 pounds. It was a terrible idea. He went south after that. And he'd been drinking all day, too. <laughs> wow. It's a big Lou, if you're listening.
0: Must have been something in I'm the air. I'm
2: glad you didn't rip off too many heads.
0: Must be something in the air, slapping uh, people across the face yesterday, right? Must have been a thing the um, day
1: after the Oscars. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so, uh, you, you almost allowed me to pivot really well there, Dallas. I'm going to go back to what you said about like that you are going to watch the World Cup, even though it's in Qatar. Um, the, we, we did talk about some kind of geopolitical stuff that uh, before we started recording that um, kind of might be, I guess it's happening out there. You know, I I was joking earlier saying that uh, City's commercial department are doing a fantastic job um, in kind of generating all that revenue. So they're now number one in the Deloitte's list. And I think someone asked, did a trophy come with that? Um, One of the things that, uh, (laughs) I don't know know which, which way to go with this, but, um, there have been several pieces written which are, uh, in the last couple of weeks by like serious journalists including Rory Smith of the New York Times suggesting that Qatar might be willing to bail on football after the world cup because in some senses the job is done in terms of the the sort of visibility they've had but the other thing they really haven't liked is the scrutiny on kind of their their laws their policies and obviously all of the the things that have happened in building the stadiums so human rights violations human rights violations absolutely well on on many levels um not just not just you know kind of mistreating migrant workers uh allegedly i'm sure they'd say but i think there's an interesting notion that um you know clearly there's a lot of noise around psg Um the fans aren't very happy um they seem further away than ever from winning a champions league um what, what, what do you, what do you, what do you, so is, is, is that in your world like a realistic scenario that um, that we're actually talking about a, a Qatar less PSG after next year's, or certainly shortly after next year's, this year's, where are we, World Cup? <laughs> in the
2: time
0: of the pandemic, years don't really have
2: much meaning. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Here, I, 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 th- I, I think. I, go ahead sean i will will give you the floor um
1: yeah you know qatar hosting the world cup is just kind of ridiculous you know when you think i mean we're kind of used to it now because of how long we've been talking about it but like you know what are we doing They, they move the world the timing of the world cup from the summer to the winter you know qatar's hosting it it's it's just odd they're using almost like slave labor to build these stadiums that are not going to get used again after they do it allegedly um right but um you know it's like um my my mother actually asked me cuz i told her that the game was on last night the usa match I was like oh you know you're put this on they're looking for something to watch and um she says where's the <laughs> world cup this year and i said uh <laughs> that's funny. It's actually in Qatar. And she said, Qatar. And I said, Oh yeah. And they moved the time of year. It's not going to be in the summer. It's going to be in the winter. And you know, she doesn't know anything, And but her reaction was like, that's just bizarre. And I just sent her, you know, one of those um, faces with the dollar signs on it. And I was like, that's your answer. Um, it's, and it's just, you know, it's kind of in a, it's the world cup. So everybody will get excited and we'll watch and you know, it'll be fun, whatever. But um it's just the whole thing is sort of an indictment of where the game is right now. I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Um, you're from Russia to Qatar and um, you know, it's like they're, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. How, how corrupt the whole system is. Um, and then we see it with, you know, these oil state owned clubs, um, you know, who just don't, they, they don't compete on the same, you know, sp- standards or levels or whatever you want to say. I mean, there's the money part of it, but there's also just like the fact that they're not, they're, they're not a traditional owner of a club. Like they're doing it for sport washing reasons. You know, they're not doing it because they love the club or they wanted to own a club and they want to invest or, you know, whatever the reasons that owners have and they don't compete on a normal playing field. And now it's almost to the point where like changing FFP, they're trying to change the rules so that you know, they don't have to compete on, on any kind of level playing field. Um, and if you can, you know, double the amount of every transfer and, and, you know, outbid anybody on wages, you know, then it just makes the game kind of a joke. I mean, it's, you know, there's always been wealthier people than others, but not when you're talking about Saudi Arabia coming in, you know, as a, as like a nation state, one of the wealthiest in the world and buying a club, you um, so, you know, on the one hand, it's kind of absurd and ridiculous, and I don't like any of it. But on the other hand, it's like it's still the World Cup, and I'm still going to watch it, and I'm sure I'll enjoy it and all that, and I'm glad the USA is making it because it only comes along every once every four years. But um, for now. You know, right. Right. Yeah. For now, yeah, they want to make it. Th- um, and it's just, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, it does come down to everybody wanting to watch – watch these games regardless of the corruption and everything else. And um, that's how they're making their money. Uh, and so it's, you know, I'm not going to stop watching because I disagree with all the stuff, but it's kind of a shame that, that, that that's kind of the way that things work. But um, anyway, that's, that, that would be my long rant about Qatar. I don't know about like Qataris getting out of, I haven't seen that. I guess it would kind of surprise me, but maybe once they've had the world cup, that's good enough for us. We're out. So right.
0: I think a large part of it, the, the the logic was about not enjoying the scrutiny of of kind of yeah. say the the what 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 passes for the norms in uh, in Qatar, which is not as similar, obviously, from several other uh, Middle Eastern nations. Um, so uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to take a side detour before um, turn it over to you, Daz. Um, was it just me, or? or were Kane's comments like completely vacuous in the middle of last week where he talked about banding together, captains banding together to make a statement about um, Qatar and, and, and kind of, you know, how the players felt about playing there. And when he pr- was probed about it, it seemed to suggest he hadn't even spoken to uh, like pl- players on his own team like Hugo Lloris, which you would have thought would have been a starting point before making some statement at a press conference, England press conference. I don't know if you guys saw that. I missed,
2: I missed that. What
0: did he say? Well, you're kind of... So he sort of said, but yeah, I, he, basically, he basically said, um, I think it might be a really good idea for us to band together and kind of make a statement. And then when pressed, it seems like he'd not even talked about it in his own dressing room, which seemed like almost the anti-Henderson uh, thing to do, like to tell people about something and you haven't actually taken any action whatsoever
2: it sounds like it's half-baked and a little virtue virtual virtue signaling is what it it seems like to me it's you want to he's taken on a cause all of a sudden and like he's like he's he's just pushed it out into the world half-baked it's i look I, i i can get behind the sentiment but all right, mates. Does that mean that you're not going to play for England in the World Cup over there? Then, like, uh, wait, what's what's your stand going to look like? A strongly worded fucking email, with with a couple of exclamation points at the end of every sentence. Like, what what, what are you what are you going to do as the captain of England, who has qualified for this World Cup? What's your stand going to be? Uh, it's again, it's like those people that put up like Ukrainian flags as as, as their background or their avatar for Facebook. Like, it's. How, how invested in in, in 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 making a change or sub, some sort of substantive change? I it's we're we all I guess we're all guilty of it to a certain extent. And what you might be well meaning enough to think that yes, that's I, I wouldn't mind seeing change. But if you have the platform and you're England's captain, like to your point, why not go and talk to Jordan Henderson standing next to him in training? Is like, hey, Jordan, what do you think? Like you you have traditionally been very good at at, at at prompting uh, a, a, a subjects like this. Like look, look, you have a pretty good track record. Like he's standing right, he's, he's in training with him right next to him. Like you would, like, not, not even Hugo Lloris, like Jordan Henderson for one. Like it's like, why not, why not, why not talk to him? I don't, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, vacuus is probably the best way of putting it. It was definitely half-baked. Someone's probably put something in his ears, like this isn't right, we need to do something about it. And he's just probably mimicking what someone else has told him without really thinking it through.
0: Well, I imagine he may be mimicking the fact that uh, Henderson's got a lot of credit from different people about things he's done. So it's like, oh, maybe I should jump on that bandwagon. Interestingly, um, subsequently Henderson was interviewed and said that he had actually spoken to Virgil van Dijk and Andy Robertson about Qatar and what, you know, what could possibly be done by the players, and which which is nothing less than you would expect. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to take a start of Kane route, just sort of, again there's something something
2: well that kind of ties that kind of ties into what i was i was going to say anyway it's it's what is the what is the 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 breaking point for for us as fans like when is it going to be enough if you're trotting out Mm -hmm. um arsene wenger to 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 extol the virtues of a a world cup for every two years because it's good for the sport like it's when when so I remember when when the Super League came up, my dad said he would stop watching Liverpool. My dad played for Liverpool. Like he's like his grand, my grandfather, his father played for Liverpool. And for him to say that he didn't that he would stop watching Liverpool if they joined the Super League, I thought was a was a tremendously strong statement. And he would have too. But so what what is the breaking point for us? When when is enough going to be enough? Like Mm -hmm. we're like, ah, we love the sport and we realize what's going on in Qatar is, is is horrendous and Oh well, like I guess it's just with you, we or, what are we anesthetized to, to like to, to to the horrors that they'd come with, with sports washing? And and like if you look at like Roman Abramovich was probably the until such time as, as Putin invaded Ukraine, was was the poster boy for it. Like like look what like he managed to, to wash an image that was almost unwashable. And so uh, the, the potential is there, and like we as long as our team is winning or as long as things are going our way and we don't have to round on the owners, which just sounds like is happening in the, the, the Qataris, at PSG. Uh, it's they, they, it, it can be business as usual in our eyes. And like we will we'll kind of wring our hands a little bit or we'll throw up a flag or save Palestine or well, what about stuff? Because that seems to be all that we do as well. It's like these people are like, Well, what about going on in, in Yemen? What about what the US or what the US is doing? It's like it's just people want to draw false equivalences and and, and what about stuff? It's like, but for me, it's like, when is, like, is there a break point? Like, is there a time when we're going to say, it's like, I can no longer watch, watch these teams play. And I love football. Like I've, it's been my first love since I was, since I was a kid. And I'm not, I'm I'm asking myself that question as much as I am, I'm putting it out to, to everybody. Like, at what point do we say click? Because that's the only way it's going to change. We stop buying jerseys. We stop going to stadiums. We stop watching televisions. We turn. We just. We completely switch off. And I'm just not sure if if we're ever going to reach that point. Yeah. Like what, what what is it going to be?
0: That's a big question. I don't know if you want to take a shot at it, Sean.
2: No, but I'll just
1: say like we we did talk about it a little bit when um, we had um, Jimmy on in Newcastle whole newcastle discussion yeah you know what would you really do if you were like if the if the saudis came in and bought liverpool like would you stop supporting the club I mean, i'm sure like some people would but you know i can't say for sure what i would do i don't know i i think i would consider but i i doubt that i would just you know how do you just stop being a fan like you know it's um it's it's not easy to do um you know, on the one hand, it is easy, but it, you know, in reality, it's not. Um, so I don't I don't know. Um, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, you have this – it's not the same issue, but you have similar issues in, in all sport. And um, the one thing I'll say, I said it a little bit in the chat the other day, is that every time a player gets paid a ton of money, there's it's always big controversy, and everybody talks about, oh, look at how how much they get paid for – you know, playing basketball or football or or soccer or whatever. But like people lose the context of the fact that like the owners are the ones making all the money, right? I mean, the players are making good money, but the owners are increasing their value exponentially over time in most of these sports for doing basically nothing. I mean, they just hire people to manage the club. They don't even have to make a big profit because the TV revenues just go up constantly over time. And, um, the players are just getting paid based on the value. I mean, they're the ones that are actually out there entertaining everybody. So I don't have a problem with the players getting paid. I have a problem with all the money in the sport to begin with, but I mean, I'm happy. I'm usually happy for the payer, the the players to get, you know, chunk of it because at the end of the day, they're the ones out there putting the work in and and doing all the entertaining. (laughs) Um, so, uh, you know, that's the only thing I'll I'll, I'll say about it, but it, it is, it is out of control, and and I I you know I don't know what it means long term. I mean, part of me thinks that the Super League is a is a better alternative than the direction we're going. You know, um, because then at least you'd you'd have secured a somewhat level playing field for a group of teams rather than having four or five teams that just play on a totally different level than everybody else. Um, But, you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I just, part of me feels like some type of super league is inevitable eventually. I mean, I, I just, I, the direction that things are going, I don't see how that's not going to happen because you have a group of whatever, 10, 15, 20 clubs that bring in 90% of the revenue, you know, worldwide in terms of club teams um, and it's probably even a bigger percentage of that from just the top, whatever, seven or eight clubs. Um, you know, what, what's the premier league, what's the premier league's value. If you take away Manchester United, Liverpool and Arsenal, for example, you know, what's the value of the, of the TV? What, you know, how many viewers are you getting? Um, you know, I, I, and I think that's really what's driving it from those clubs parts is that, they get held to a standard where you get 20 clubs are allowed to vote on issues and they feel like they're the ones that are bringing in all the revenue and from a business standpoint, I get it, but, um, it just creates all kinds of problems, you know, with the, with how things have been historically. And I think a lot of what everybody loves about the game. So.
0: I, th- I mean, I just think there's so many levels to this. Um, I, but to go back to your question, Daz, about what would it take, when I do think there's a, you know, so I remember um, a guy I grew up with who stopped watching Liverpool when they spent, when there were like two or three Liverpool players who actually came from Liverpool in like the whole squad um, because he didn't believe it was like representative of the team that, you know, kind of he was brought up with. So I, I, I do think you, there will be some of that phenomenon. And I have to, I, you know, so so personally, I am you know. I'm sure someday I'll be proved wrong. But I, I do think if we had City's owners, I would feel very differently about this football team than, um, than I, I do right now. Um, I, I think one of the other things I think is significant is all of this money, a lot of this money is there as a consequence of the, some of the people who are now seen as the villains, um, you know, Abramovich being one, kind of pumping all this money in and having all these other clubs having to kind of keep pace. And and w- one of the remarkable things that I'd leave leave it with is um, Jonathan Wilson was talking about this in his article the other day, where he said that Liverpool have done a remarkable job. They spent two hundred million less than Manchester City over the last five years, and they managed to compete with them. Um, and that's no, you know, that's an incredible feat. Um, you know, I, I think the football landscape. I mean, not you know, I know the fans won't agree with this. I had some Wofford guy. Hassling me last weekend about, like, well, you better make the best of this because it won't last, you know. Um, like, uh, but you know, th- like, I think what Liverpool have done ought to be celebrated by the Arsenals, at least of this world, because it should be possible for them as well. Um, even if it isn't possible for our friend from Wofford,
1: but, you, but he's got a good point, Paul, because, um, similar
0: type of thing happened. Back- in- or Jonathan
1: Wilson. Well, no, I'm not – I'm just – I'm saying that, you know, <laughs> I think eventually I, – I, I think eventually people are going to catch on to a lot of what Liverpool's doing on the you know, on the analytics side. Um, it's, it's not going to be our secret forever how they're evaluating players and, um, you know, kind of figuring this model out, which has kind of been the whole project for FSG all along. But, you know, the, the same thing happened in Major League Baseball – and eventually all the big clubs figured it out and they started spending more money on the analytics guys than all the other people were. And, um, you know, yeah, you know, it, it, the field, I guess is probably a little bit more level than maybe it was in the 90s or before, but I mean, I think it's, um, for, for a while, you had like teams like the Oakland A's that were able to compete on a shoestring budget and the Red Sox kind of took advantage of some of this stuff for a while, but, um, now like everybody's kind of doing the same thing that they're doing. So I think eventually you're going to get these oil state clubs and they're going to figure it out. And they're going to, they're going to, you know, start hiring rocket scientists and um, doing all the things that Liverpool are doing behind the scenes to kind of make this happen. So yeah, we should should, enjoy it now. Pretty sure the Phillies (laughs) are (laughs) of Billy
0: Bean, by the way, just this doesn't (laughs) local aside. (laughs) Phillies still seem to be very old school. (laughs)
2: I know we talked we talked about this and this might be a good segue it's I, we were talking about that that Jonathan Liu interview on the on the wrap about exactly what we're kind of alluding to here is like this this quest for zero defect in in, in large clubs like looking at ours like if you need 97 points to win a league by two points like it's is that sustainable and it, if, if if it's not like and I think I said this to you Paul beforehand is like I I, I like a little bit of failure. It's kind of the spice that, that, that completes the route. Like you need, you need the lows to be able to have the highs. But if you're always chasing that dragon, if you always need to win to be competitive, like it's, it kind of takes, it, it detracts, it detracts from like almost the human nature of, of, of the sport. Like it's like automaton-like and it's, and the way that I the way that I, I consume now has changed, and I think I said this to my wife. She's like, "You just don't seem to enjoy football the same way you did before." <laughs> and, and she's she's not wrong. It's like it's like it, it, it ruins days. Like if 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 the team plays like crap when we drop points, and then all of a sudden now we're now 17 points behind behind City, knowing full well that we're probably never going to be able to make that up. It's like it's it just kind of spirals where like it's the way that you consume and the way that you, you appreciate the sport is, is, is completely skewed less won one, the league. And and when everyone kind of was, was tripping up around them and that's, and people will point to that as being like, it's one of the, one of the, the, the best things about the, the league is that potentially anyone can win it, but it's, it feels more and more now with your analytics and, and the money that's being pumped in. It's like you're, you're, you're removing that, that potential for, for, for drama almost like it, it was like watching the Germans play play in the in the seventies, like that Teutonic precision, where every pass was pre-scripted. The box was always there. Like it's, it was, it became less fun to watch because there was less chaos to it. Like it had everything had to had to be ordered. And I, I don't know. Like, I'll leave it for you guys. But I don't know if, you've, if, if things have changed for you over. And that's only been like the last four or five years since we started becoming good again. Like the, uh, the, uh, the need for trophies, the need for success. Like it's almost like we are entitled to it. Or we deserve it or like it's, it's part of our, our football and DNA and heritage. I, I, I do like, I, I, I kind of missed the chaos a little bit, like it was okay to drop, to, to go on a three game losing streak because you know, you'd win the next six, like the, because you knew that other teams around you would drop points. Even Ferguson and his pomp would drop, would, 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 would drop points. Uh, it's, so I don't know. It's, it's like, I just feel like it's the way that we consume the sport now. It's uh, and it's it's almost like that thing is like which which is a chicken and egg. Like, what did we create this, or was this or was this given to us? Like this 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 like this need for, for, for zero defect. So
0: so I think I'm too close to where this team is right now to be really um, objective in, in in trying to answer that. Um, I do think it's unfair that that this team has is so good and. Needs to be like perfect to to win um, things that would have come much much, much easier to them, um, you know, ten years ago even. Um, I, mean, yeah, I mean, the season that uh, what Newcastle beat uh, United five nil, United still won the league um, because it was okay. It was possible to do that and still win. Right, it no longer feels like it's it's the case. Um, I'm gonna pivot because. We've probably not got much time left because we were going to talk uh, extensively, but maybe we'll just talk succinctly about kind of the upcoming games. Because I think you raised some um, really good points, but that's that, that I, I need to feel excited for the next month. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, <laughs> need, I don't need to spend too long contemplating right now, but I think it might come back to that. The other thing I'd say is, by the way, that German team had Beckenbauer and Muller in it, and they weren't bad players either. So, uh, no, they weren't. So, which so so systems are systems but you or sometimes need a, the occasional genius um so so uh, there's potentially nine games will be benfica in the um quarterfinals uh let's at least talk about the two games against city upcoming what what are your hopes and expectations around those and i, I put in the agenda some things about you know what are some of our risk factors because uh like so to Trent was supposed to be out for weeks. Um, so some positive news about that, but uh, and then, like uh, uh, anecdotally, COVID cases in the UK are out of control. I mean that that surely is going to impact how April is going to play out. Um, and and there's there's at least two occasions in where we're playing three games in like seven days, which looks like squad rotation will be absolutely essential. So I'll go to you, Sean, to to kind of kick it off. Um, let's let, say let's let's focus initially on on the city games what are your hopes and expectations around those
1: well the, the first city games on april 10th that's the one that i've marked my calendar for that's the one in the league yeah um that i i would think that that'll be a classic i think that one um you know we, going into the match it's it's you know a league match both teams need it um uh, that should be an intense one and our game i mean the one thing is you know even though the way city are sort of organized is is you know not really fair and pep's super annoying and all that our games with them are always really good entertaining um just that the styles are really interesting i i um was listening to someone this week talk about like just how good bobby is against them and you know, don't, you know not to be surprised if it's kind of like our traditional front three in that match because just because Bobby's Bobby's so good against city I mean he, he just it's like he knows how to make them panic at, you know the back um so yeah I mean that that one should be fun and then there's the FA Cup um match that same week we got Benfica before and after um one thing I was saying the Benfica matches um the first match we play at Benfica And I could totally see a scenario where we draw that match and everybody's freaking out and they shouldn't because it's, it's, I'm guessing Klopp's going to rotate a little bit because we got Man City right after that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so if we, you know, if we get a draw at Benfica um, I'll just say in advance, don't freak out because we'll have him back at Anfield and um, you know, we'll take that one. But um yeah it's a little it, it's it's crazy the the number of games and following the FA Cup with with Man City we got Villa and then Man United and then Everton I mean it's it's a crazy run of games we have coming up so um but it'll it'll be fun
0: The Villa, one, the Villa one's postponed actually
1: Oh is it really? That's when the City okay. game is oh, no, right. Yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I should do that now, yeah
0: So I do want I do want to talk specifically about the European Cup um but look l- l- Daz, your thoughts on the City games and what what surrounds them.
2: I'm going to throw a cat squarely in amongst the winged rats. Would you rather beat City in the league match and lose the FA Cup match or vice versa? Hmm.
0: Not even a question. FA Cup, don't really care.
2: That's a bonus. (laughs) Yeah, I, well the reason I, I ask that is because I, I think Sean's right the, the, the way that, the club and, 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 and Pep play it, it feels like there's only one way that they can play each other. Like it's they can't jab out like they, they, I think they're incapable of, of mm-hmm. it's one of those heavyweight bouts where you, where they just seem to every just want to slug it slug it out. And for your casual fan you're like this is unbelievable but for me sitting in my, <laughs> my couch at home, it's fucking heart attack inducing. <laughs> well, it's exciting, anyway.
1: You know, it, it is. Uh, it is. Yeah, it, it's you know, City play this like incredible possession. They got to have, they have Pep Styles. They got a possession all the time, and Klopp is to play that super high line. So that's just like, like you know, you're going to have a lot of a lot of mixture in the midfield. A lot of a lot of craziness going on when you combine those two. You know, so.
2: Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to see what because Peck also has a big, and Atletico won't be kind to him. They'll make him work for everything he gets. I'm not saying that Benfica won't for us, but it's, yeah. it's, it's, we've played against those ball bags numerous enough times to know that they are not going to make it a well, pleasant day
1: out. Put yourself in Diego Simeone's shoes. And think about what you would do if you were, you were him and you are playing against a pep team. He's There's no question. They're, they're going to be kicking their players up in the air so, from minute so one. You, you know?
0: You know, one of Bayern's failures in the Champions League over the last 10 years was they lost a semifinal, I think it was, to Atletico, which apparently I drove I think I remember. A was that, that was the
1: year they played at Real Madrid in the final, wasn't it?
0: Yep. Yes. Yeah. 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 The first time. I think it was the first time. Okay.
2: Yeah. It's... So I, I think that the the league match will will probably, and again I don't think that Pep can, can afford to rotate. Like, well, he's got uh, basically three world class teams uh, in, at his disposal, but uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how much he's going to be able to rotate. Well, that, you see, don't buy the high, don't believe the hype. Paul. like you're buying into the tabloids, like oh, it's the poor little rich team that all they the like, poor players. Oh, they don't have the type of squad depth it's like garbage. They got no. two, at least two.
0: I, I think the problem is who, who he's got to rotate because he's not got Diaz who, who's injured. Uh, and uh, like basically he's got like a whole load of midfield players that he can rotate to his heart's content. So it, it, I think his problem is rotating and getting a different effect, which which is what we can do.
2: True. true. So I, I, I fancy our chances against them in, in the lead match. Simply because we're sandwiched between between that that that, that Champions League draw, and it's they will, it will not be kind to him. Yeah, I'm not saying that Benfica is going to be a walk in the park for us either, but I think that Klopp, to Sean's point, can probably get away, at least in the first leg, with 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 experimenting with with maybe some younger players. I could see Jones in there. I could see Harvey Elliott getting 60 minutes. It's mm-hmm. I I I fancy our chances in in the. In, in the league,
0: more than I do the FA Cup. So I kind of just put this Benfica game in a bit of context. Um, so <clears throat> yes, this team once won the European Cup. I think twice won the European Cup back in the sixties. Um, but but generally, so so they're in third place in the Portuguese league behind Porto. Um, the the easily the worst ranked team left in the tournament. Um, perhaps the more significant thing for me is. You know this about 1981, the path to the European Cup win, our third European Cup win? Sean was. Okay, so we no, played been Benfica in the quarterfinals. We, we played Benfica in the quarterfinals. We won 4 1 in this, I think it's called the Stadio de Luz Stadium of Light. Um, and I can't remember what happened at Anfield because it really didn't matter after we won 4 1 away. Semi finals, we played the first leg at home against Bayern Munich. It was nil nil. Um, played the away leg and won one 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 we did win one one it was one one and the away goals took us through to the final well we played Real madrid in paris and our left back scored a goal in the 83rd minute so just saying if Andy robertson scores the winning goal in paris against Real madrid i don't know I may not never watch another the game actually after that because that just feels like that'll
2: be your break. That'll be your breaking point. <laughs> it
0: will. That will be my breaking point. Yes. So, so I, I, I am I, 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 Jones actually had an awesome performance He's Porto away. So you know whoever we pick, I think the potential for us beating them quite comfortably is high. IX have completely outplayed them over two legs because I have a friend who is an IX fan, um, and just they did not put the ball in the net. So...
1: I, mean, I would expect us to win both games but i'm just saying if we don't win the first game i, I guarantee you there's going to be a ton of panicking especially with the games with city coming up and it, it'll be irrational panicking because people shouldn't you know if you're playing a, a champions league quarterfinal away you know i don't care who you're playing at that point like you know they can always kind of pack the box and defend and you might not score and you know if you come away with a draw or something like that that it's not the end of the world so that's all i'm saying i um I, I think we'll win hopefully we'll win you know but
2: so so paul i don't want paul will let us have nice things why did he have to mention covid because that's the one, <laughs> one in
0: it is it is yeah. it's like
2: that's the one intangible yeah like, they, they, they cannot afford to, to 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 scrap any more matches like or like, so, what are you going to play every thirty-two minutes? Because like you have to wait five days to play the next game. Like it's yeah. that's the that's the one thing that really worries me. And again, it's like, are they going to try and stuff the genie back in the bottle and 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 tell fans that they can't come and watch again? and the, the stadiums that to be played behind closed doors or diminished capacity. Like that's that's not fair, uh, to, especially if we start winning shit again. Like because I, we, I think I feel like we were robbed of that when we won the league. Like it was. We didn't get we didn't get to, didn't get to uh, like to absorb that and to uh, and to live in that moment as much, so yeah. I, 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 damn you, Paul! Damn you to hell, sir! I, I don't think I don't
1: think they will do that with fans because they didn't really do that during Omicron, you know. Uh, and uh, this spike isn't going to be that big, so.
0: Well, I, I, I don't know about that lots of statement, but the UK government seems to have decided that the best policy is to try and ignore it. Um, so that, <laughs> that's kind of.
2: It's no different here
0: oh i i, I would <laughs> so anyway, this is look, totally off the topic here but they've actually stopped funding um the statistics collections <laughs> the uk going oh wow on. i didn't know oh, that one
2: wow. well. that yeah. is a different level
0: so so said some left-wing newspaper that uh, i'm sure boris wouldn't agree with but anyway um so covid benfica um I, I, this, I may regret saying this, but I honestly think COVID is much more a risk to our April and, uh, than Benfica are likely to be. Um, I, and, and the other thing, i get one more take from you, Daz, is we play on Tuesday, we then play City on Sunday, and then we play our next game on Wednesday. City That's honestly. a
2: veritable vacation for our guys. As it plays April. on the
0: Wednesday. <laughs> it, a nice day out in Portugal. Score four goals. It'd be nice, wonderful. They take it easier. To, anyway, City plays on Wednesday, Sunday, and Tuesday. Happy days. So if they have had a if that game, first game of theirs is anything like you might imagine it to be, that their tie won't necessarily be settled by the time they get to the, the Tuesday. And we, I think we all know what Pep would really love to win. No.
1: I, I think the bigger risk to them is uh, the second leg of the Champions League after playing us. That's going to take, you know, they, they will have played the previous week on, you know, on the Wednesday. And then the game against us is going to be brutal. Yeah. You know, and then they're going to have to go back and play Atletico. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think this is all Atletico has to play for at this point, isn't it? I, I, Last time I looked, they weren't they weren't close to they weren't close to anything in the in, in the league.
1: I don't think so. They were they were they're actually having they were anyway having a pretty bad year in La Liga.
0: But they'll make some um, four at this point. I think that's – yeah yeah
1: they're they're uh yeah. they're twelve points back Real Madrid in fourth, mm-hmm. so uh, they're only four points ahead of Real Betis. So that's not great for them.
0: I so want to do one more look ahead, but I'm, I'm, I'm just developing this kind of. Ideal view of the world, which is that uh, we we have very comfortable against Benfica. They have very hard against Atletico. The Grealish gets upset with being fouled so many times and doesn't get the calls in the in Europe like he does at uh, in in England. Um, we beat them, and then I'm I'm able to to watch the game on that following Tuesday with us pretty sure we're going to be in the semi final and them struggling to make it uh, against Atletico. Wow. Okay, we should end it there. No, no, one, one, one more. So, so we do have some games after. We don't. We obviously play City in the FA Cup. I think that's probably one to look at after we play them in the league. Um, but then we've got a couple of really tough home games against teams that are really flying right now. Let me check. Um, oh, Manchester United and Everton. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Just final word on. <laughs> um, I mean, it just feels like. If if we get through all of this, put COVID to one side, we have no, we have few injuries. We couldn't ask for two better fixtures than those, could we? On the running, those two at home.
2: Um, I'm 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 not going to okay, tempt
0: it. Don't don't let history confuse you with where those two teams are right now. Uh,
1: it's That's, not it's, to me. It's it's not like the competition. Like we'll definitely beat them. It's just whether or not they'll they'll. Kick the crap of our players and injure somebody, oh. you know, like because that's happened a few times Possibly the last couple of years against yeah. both of them because they don't like getting embarrassed by us. Uh-huh. Obviously, uh, that's what worries me about those two two matches. Not the win or lose as much.
0: That's not a bad call.
2: I hope Andy Robinson does a flying burrito on 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 That's <laughs> I don't mind if he gets sent off. Just a straight flying burrito just flattens him.
0: Well, if we, if we look at the timing of that, that probably means that he misses. Oh, you know, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm okay with I'm okay with Simicus playing. Honestly, like I I am. I'm okay. I'm, like I've made my peace with like him being a more than serviceable like a uh, substitute for Andy Robertson.
1: I would say I would I I would not want Simicus playing against City or against Bayern, but against basically everybody else, you know, that we're gonna play. I I think be totally comfortable with Simicus playing, yeah. but you know, I don't want Robbo against for those top, top, you know, matches, but uh, I like him because I, did, you know, he's a really good player. I hope he stays and continues playing for us as a backup rather than leaving. But uh, he, he might, he might end up leaving, you know, yeah. if there's clubs interested. In him.
0: I think we just need a few more trophies for him to dip his feet in. And yeah. uh, we're, uh, then, we'll, then we'll be okay. So, Okay. Get your
2: feet up the trophy, you dirty bastard! Planning <laughs> yeah. drinking champagne out of that the second you fill
1: It is hilarious. I, I mean, he's basically—I think his—he's got the nicknames the Greek Scouser now, Scouser, right? Yeah. Scouser, yeah. yeah. It is funny. He—he's—he's he's just fit right in. Yeah. Sorry, you guys I, see I don't the...
2: think he will leave because he just seems to love it so much. But did you see that? That there was something floating around on the intertubes about uh, how the guys had to go out and have some of their teammates sing their song. And, and I don't so because have like, I don't have a song, you <laughs> So, so uh, Ibu made one up with like a little wrap up, like on the spot for him, and apparently it had some bad French words in it too because they had they bleeped them out. I'm like, I'm not he's saying, but they still bleeped them out.
0: I did not see it, but uh, we should put the link link to that in the uh, in the, in the in the podcast. Okay, uh, I think we're uh, probably done for this evening, it's getting late. Um, Sean, Das, thank you. It was wonderful to see you both again. I think we will be back after the Watford game. Um, I say that because um, we didn't even talk about the Watford game, and now I'm like, nervous that we should have paid it more attention. Um, if 7.30 joining, this Saturday, right? It's 7.30 kickoff, yeah, uh, here on the yeah, Yeah, yeah. Uh, And we'll, I'm sure we'll be joined by our Watford friend who's hoping for us to take a dip in form. <laughs> Um, anyway, if you enjoy, I'm sure he's not listened to this. But anyway, if you enjoyed the podcast, please re- share it with a friend. Follow Just us not on Twitter, friends. No, yeah, well, yeah. You know, hey, we're 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 okay with uh, you know any viewers you might learn something on here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you might. Please you might. watch us.
0: <laughs> uh, what a terrible a- exit. Anyway, um, yeah. So yeah. follow us on Twitter. We only tweet and retweet from sources that are credible.